0: Book 1 Chapter 10 Of The Mystical City Of God Volume 3 By The Venerable Sister Mary Of Jesus Of Agreda. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Book 1 Chapter 10 The Most Holy Mary Received Enlightenment On The Ten Commandments And How She Applied It Just as the doctrines of the Catholic faith pertain to the activity of the intellect, so the commandments pertain to the activity of the will. Although all free acts, as well those required by the practice of the infused, as those of the acquired virtues, depend on the activity of the will-power, yet they do not all depend upon it in the same way. For the acts of faith proceed immediately from the intellect, and depend upon the will, only in so far as they are embraced by it with a sincere, pious and reverential affection. The obscure acts and truths of faith do not force their acceptance upon the intellect without cooperation of the will, and therefore the intellect awaits upon the decision of the will. But in the exercise of virtues founded upon faith, the will acts for itself and relies upon the intellect only for guidance, toward the accomplishment of that which was resolved upon. The will is so free and independent that it permits no commands of the intellect nor any kind of violence this is the order established by the lord so that no one might be forced to serve him unwillingly through necessity by compulsion or violence but that according to the apostle each one may serve god with unrestricted liberty and joyfulness after the blessed virgin had been so divinely instructed in the articles and dogmas of our holy faith she was favored by another vision of the divinity similar to that mentioned in the last chapter it was vouchsafed to her for the purpose of renewing in her the understanding of the ten commandments of the decalogue in it were manifested to her with great clearness and fulness all the mysteries of the commandments as they were propounded by the divine clemency for the guidance of men to eternal life and as they had been given to moses on the two tablets on the first of these tablets were written the three precepts concerning the honor and worship of god on the second the seven pertaining to our intercourse with our neighbors the redeemer of the world her most holy son was to rewrite all of them in the hearts of men first letter of saint peter chapter one verse four while our queen and lady was to commence the practice of all that each one contained she also understood their relation to each other and how necessary they were to men in order to attain to the participation of the divinity she had a clear comprehension of the equity justice and wisdom with which they were established by the divine will and that they were a holy immaculate sweet lightsome pure unerring and convenient law for the creatures she saw how well adjusted and conformable they were to human nature how well they can and ought to be embraced with joy and appreciation and how their author proffered the help of his grace for their observance our great queen perceived in this vision many other exalted mysteries and secrets concerning the holy church concerning those who in it would observe the divine commands and those who would despise and transgress them the blessed lady issued from this vision transformed by an ardent and zealous love for the divine law immediately she betook herself to her most holy son in whose soul she saw the divine laws clearly mirrored to reproduce them in her own self according to the order of grace at the same time by abundant enlightenment she was made aware how it pleased the lord to make her a living model of the observance of all these commandments it is true as i have said several times that our great lady possessed a habitual infused knowledge of all these mysteries for her continual guidance. Yet this habitual knowledge was renewed and intensified day by day. As the extent and depth of mysteries was so to say infinite, there always remained a measureless field of new secrets open for her interior vision. On this occasion many new points were explained to her by the divine teacher, and he propounded to her the new law and precepts in their bearing upon each other, and in sequence, which they were to hold in the militant church of his gospel. Also concerning each one of them separately, she obtained new and special enlightenments. Although our limited capacity and understanding cannot comprehend such high and sovereign sacraments, none of them were concealed from the heavenly lady for we must not measure her profound knowledge with the capacity of our short-sighted understanding. With a most humble and ready heart, she subjected herself to the observance of all his commandments, and petitioned God to instruct her and grant her this divine grace, to execute all that he had commanded. The Lord answered her as follows, My mother, thou art the one whom I have eternally chosen and predestined for the greater pleasure of my father, one in divinity with me our eternal love which urges us to communicate the blessings of our divinity to creatures and thus raise them to the participation of our glory and felicity has established this holy and pure law by which mortals may attain the end for which they were created this our wish shall be fulfilled perfectly in thee my beloved dove for in thy heart our divine law shall be written so clearly and deeply that from the very beginning of thy existence to all eternity it shall not be effaced. And in no wise shall it remain unfulfilled or ineffectual in thee as is the case with other children of Adam. Take notice, dearest Sulamite, that this law is entirely pure and immaculate and that therefore we wish to deposit it in thee who art also pure and immaculate and in whom all our intentions and operations are glorified these words which were realized in the heavenly mother without any hindrance enriched and deified her with the full understanding and acceptance of the ten commandments and the mysteries contained therein directing her intellect by the celestial light and conforming her will to that of the divine teacher she entered into the meaning of the first and most noble of all the commandments thou shalt love the lord thy god with thy whole heart and with thy whole soul and with thy whole mind matthew chapter twenty two verse thirty seven for in these words it was given afterwards by the evangelists and long before by moses in deuteronomy her mind grasped it with all the qualifications added thereto by the lord that men should preserve it in their hearts that the fathers should teach it to their children and that they should meditate upon it in their houses and outside of them on their journeys during sleep and in their watching and that they should incessantly have it before the eyes of their soul just as deep as it was her understanding of this commandment so great was her zeal in fulfilling all that the lord wished to command thereby though no other child of adam has succeeded in fulfilling it perfectly during mortal life yet most holy mary succeeded and more completely than the highest and most ardent seraphim than all the saints in the blessed of heaven i will not tarry in explaining this more fully for in the first part of this history when speaking of her virtues i have sufficiently discoursed upon the love of the blessed virgin On this occasion, particularly, she shed the most bitter tears because of the sins which were to be committed against this great commandment, and she took it upon herself to satisfy by her love for the defects and faults of mortals. Upon the first precept followed the two others, not to dishonor the name of God by false and vain swearing, and to honor him by observing and sanctifying his feasts these commandments the mother of wisdom understood and penetrated engraving them in her pious and humble heart and resolving to render supreme veneration and worship to the deity deeply she pondered on the injuries committed by creatures against the immutable being of god and his infinite goodness by false and vain oaths or by blasphemies against god and against his saints in her sorrow on account of the presumptuous transgression of these commandments by the rational creatures she conjured her attending angels in her name to charge the guardian spirits of all men to prevent the committance of this outrage against god to restrain men by holy inspirations and by the fear of god from perjuring or blaspheming his holy name moreover she besought the almighty to shower his benedictions of sweetness on those who abstained from vain oaths and who reverenced his holy name in regard to keeping the holidays which is the third commandment the great queen was made acquainted by her guardian angel with all the feasts which were to be instituted by the church and with the manner of their celebration and observance as i have mentioned in its place she had commenced to celebrate those which commemorate the already consummated mysteries of her life such as that of the most holy trinity and those pertaining to her most holy son and the angels to celebrate these and other mysteries afterwards solemnized by the church she invited the heavenly court and in union with them, she sang hymns of praise and thanksgiving to the Lord. The days which are especially assigned for the worship of God, she spent entirely therein. Not that her exterior activity ever interfered with her interior attention or hindered the flights of her soul, but because she wished to sanctify the feasts of the Lord in such a manner as was required by the new law of grace, and all this as the first disciple of the Redeemer of the world, she eagerly strove to fulfill. The same knowledge and understanding most Holy Mary possessed in regard to the seven commandments which concern our duties toward our neighbor. Regarding the fourth commandment, to honor our father and mother, she understood well who were to be included under the name of parents. How after the honor due to God, that due to parents comes next. And how children are to render them this honor in all reverence. Also what are the obligations of parents toward their children? she saw the justice of the fifth commandment forbidding murder since the lord is the master of life and being of man and withheld power over it even from its owner and therefore much more from any of his fellow beings as life is the first of the natural goods and the foundation of grace she gave thanks to the lord for having by his commandment so bountifully protected it she looked upon all men as creatures of his hand capable of his grace and glory and purchased by the blood of her son and therefore she earnestly prayed for the faithful observance of this commandment in the church of god our most pure lady understood the nature of the sixth commandment in the same manner as the blessed who need no precaution against human passions and can look upon it without being touched by it the most blessed lady although preserved from the taint of sin understood the nature of this commandment even from a higher standpoint of grace than the saints Such were the sentiments awakened in this great paragon of chastity, while she excited love for it, and sorrow for the impurities committed by men, that she wounded anew the heart of the Almighty. Canticles chapter 4 verse 9 And according to our way of speaking, consoled her divine son for the offenses of mankind against this precept. Since she knew that in the new law of the gospel, the observance of this commandment was to be carried so far as to make possible congregations of virgins and men, who would promise inviolate, chastity by vow, she besought the Lord to guarantee them his unbroken blessings. The Lord granted this request of his purest mother, and he assured her that, as a reward of virginal purity, its devotees should have the privilege of being the followers of her, who was the virgin mother of the Lamb. Psalm 44 verse 15 with incomparable joy she gave thanks to the Lord for thus extending the practice of virginity which she herself had inaugurated in the new law. I will not stop to descant upon the priceless value of this virtue since I have already spoken of it in the first part and in other places. Equally remarkable was Mary's understanding of the other commandments of the seventh thou shalt not steal, of the eighth thou shalt not give false testimony of the ninth thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife and of the tenth thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's goods and possessions in regard to each of them she excited great acts of interior compliance with them and for each of them she praised and thanked the lord that he should have provided for men such wise and effectual means of attaining their eternal happiness through these beneficial and well adapted laws for she saw that by their observance men would not only secure eternal reward due to them but could also enjoy true peace and tranquility adapted to each one's state and circumstances for if all rational creatures would submit to the just requirements of god's law and would resolve to follow and observe his commandments they would enjoy that most delightful and exquisite happiness which is produced by the testimony of a good conscience all the human delight cannot be compared to the consolation of having been faithful to the divine law in all things great and small matthew chapter twenty five verse twenty one this blessing we owe mostly to christ our redeemer who confirmed us in doing good and thus secures for us sweet rest and peace and consolation and many other blessings in this life If all of us do not attain them, it is because we do not observe his commandments. The labors, misfortunes, and unhappiness of the people are the inseparable effects of the transgressions of mortals, and though each one contributes his share in causing our misfortunes, yet we are so senseless, that as soon as we are overtaken by any adversity, we begin to lay the blame on others, while we should lay it only on ourselves." who can estimate the evils of this life springing from dishonest dealings forbidden by the seventh commandment or from the want of contentment with one's own lot in reliance on the help of the lord who forgets not the birds of the air or the smallest worm of the earth what miseries and afflictions do not christian nations suffer merely because their rulers are not satisfied with the territories given into their charge by the highest king Seeking to extend their sway and influence, they have left in this world neither peace nor quiet possession, nor any souls for the service of their creator. No less evil and discord is caused by false testimony and lies, which offend the infinite truth and hinder human intercourse, sowing the seed of strife, destroying peace and tranquillity in the human hearts. Both the one as well as the other prevent the creator to dwell in them as is his wish coveting another's wife and adultery violate the holy law of matrimony confirmed and sanctified by the sacraments and how many hidden and open evils have they not caused and do they not cause among catholics if we consider how many transgressions are manifest to the eyes of the world and how many more remain hidden to men while they are not hidden to god the exact and just judge who punishes them even now shall we not be convinced that he will be so much the more severer in his punishments the more he has overlooked our sins at present and the longer he has patiently allowed the christian commonwealths to continue in existence all these truths our great queen perceived in the lord although she was aware of the wickedness of men in thus lightly throwing aside the respect and reverence due to their god after he had so kindly provided for them such necessary laws and precepts Yet the most prudent lady was neither scandalized at human frailty, nor did she wonder at men's ingratitude, but like a kind mother, she pitied the mortals, and with most ardent love, she thanked the Almighty for his benefits, trying to satisfy for the transgressions against the evangelical law, and asking for the grace to observe them perfectly. The summary of all these commandments. To love God above all, and our neighbor as ourselves. The most holy Mary comprehended perfectly also the truth that the proper understanding and practice of these two commandments is the perfection of true virtue. He that practices them is not far from the kingdom of God, and the observance of them is to be preferred to the offering of holocausts, as the Lord himself teaches us in the gospel. Mark chapter 12 verses 33 and 34 In the proportion as our queen understood these precepts, so she put them into practice, fulfilling them as they are contained in the gospel, without the omission of the least of its precepts or counsels, this heavenly princess put the teachings of the Redeemer more perfectly into practice than all the saints and faithful of the Holy Church. Instruction Which the Heavenly Lady and Queen Gave Me My daughter when the word of the eternal father issued forth from his bosom and assumed humanity in my womb, he came to enlighten those that walk in the darkness and in the shadow of death. Luke chapter one verse seventy nine and to restore them to their lost happiness. Hence, in order to be their light, their way, their truth, and their life, it was necessary he should give them a law so holy that it would justify them, so clear that it would enlighten them so secure that it would encourage them, so powerful that it would move them, so efficacious that it would help them, so truthful that it would bring joy and delight to all that would observe it. The immaculate law of the gospel has in it the power to produce all these and other more wonderful effects, and God has created and constituted rational creatures in such a way that all their happiness, corporal and spiritual, temporal and eternal, depends entirely upon observing this law. Hence thou canst judge of the blind ignorance with which their deadly enemies have fascinated mortals. Letter to the Galatians Chapter 3 verse 1 Since all men, in the inordinate desire and pursuit of happiness, neglect the divine law, where alone it can be found, and hence few really attain happiness knowing this prepare thy heart so that the lord may write in it his holy law forget and put away from thee all that is visible and earthly so that all thy faculties may be free and unencumbered of these images except of those which are fixed there by the finger of god and are contained in the doctrine and precepts of the gospel truths in order that thy desires may not be frustrated beseech the lord day and night to make thee worthy of the blessings and promises of my most holy son remember that the negligence is more abominable in thee than all the other mortals for no one else has his divine love so urgently called or assisted with the like blessings and helps in the days of abundance as well as in the days of affliction and temptation remember thy debt to the lord and his jealous zeal so that neither favors may exalt thee nor sufferings and pain oppress thee if in the one as in the other state Do thou turn to the divine law written in thy heart, observing it inviolably and incessantly with all attention and perfection. In regard to the love of the neighbors, apply always the first law of doing unto others as thou wishest done to thyself, which is the standard of all intercourse with men. If thou desirest them to think and act well toward thee, thou thyself must do the same with thy brethren if thou feel that they offend thee in little things avoid giving them any such offense if thou see others doing what seems evil and disagreeable to their neighbor avoid it thyself for thou knowest how much it offends against the law established by the most high weep over thy faults and those of thy fellow men because they are against the law of god this is true charity toward the lord and toward thy neighbor sorrow over the afflictions of others as over thy own for thus wilt thou imitate me end of chapter 10